Hi everyone, I hope you're enjoying the music in the background as I'm talking. Uh, let me just turn it down a little bit. I have a, a new playlist on Spotify, I call it Checkout, and it's all the albums I used to love. I just put them all in the same playlist and I hit the random button, and just great music pops up all the time. For the last five minutes at least. <laughs> I say all the time, I mean the last five minutes, but that's a long fucking time. Anyway, I just texted a friend, uh, ex-girlfriend actually, ex-girlfriend and ex-therapist. She's coming up a lot in the podcast. Uh, it's weird for me to call this a podcast because it's mostly monologues, but I do have, I think, two episodes which involve a different guest. But that's exactly the point of this episode, is that even every person is a collective. I had this thought yesterday in these exact words, or the very similar words, that every person is a collective because we have different voices inside. So in NLP they call it, uh, so there's this form of, of therapy called rebirthing that Stanislav Grof, who is the founder of, uh, I think one of the founders of transpersonal psychology, used to do LSD psychotherapy in order to heal people. He, he was a psychiatrist in Belarus, I think, and he had thousands of people in case studies. And then we, when he came, when we came, when he came to the United States, then he was disallowed to do that because LSD was banned. Like a little bit after I think he arrived, um, it's funny that we have so much, I think everybody who's listening have so much knowledge about particular things we think are not so important, and like I do about Stanislav Grof, and I also been to a lecture of him, he came to Israel and I came to a lecture and I sat next to a doctor who was so hot, a girl, although I'm also attracted to guys sometimes, she was so hot and she was administering MDMA because some doctors have a proven to do that, thanks to MAPS, and I think now it's legal also, in a way, in the United States. <laughs> So MDMA psychotherapy. So he didn't have LSD and he didn't know about MDMA, I think, then. I don't even know if that was discovered, I think. I don't know who discovered MDMA. He's a genius. But there's another guy called Alexander Shulgin who created a lot of different drugs. So he replaced that with uh, breathwork, uh, which he called holotropic breathing, but is actually, I think, just rebirthing in a different name. It's a very particular technique, which allows you to connect according to what he says and according to what Leonard Orr says. Let me just reduce the volume to your prenatal self like you when you were like birth birthed into this world and it heals the birth trauma which is very important i might do that again i did that like four times in my life generally mostly around ice cold now we're listening to creed a song i don't know though called freedom fighter anyway so but it's very loud let me just change the song because the previous one was not so loud just like a woman by joe cocker next one fire flaming hearts Okay, that sounds good. It's like a uh, cool ambient song. Thank you for being chill with me. So, although I do want some music because I want to feel comfortable talking. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's go with... With... with that's Hebrew. That's not good. Okay. That's, that's okay. Let's go with that. Joe Cocker. Anyway, so what I was saying, um, I'm just a little bit worried that people are listening to me, but like beforehand, I got a text. I sang and I was like, oh my God, my family is listening to me because I'm at my family's house. And I'm like, just imagine you're on a stage and they're in the front row. Just sing to them. <laughs> so I'm imagining I'm having a podcast and it has an audience, which is something a podcast usually doesn't have, except for the one I saw yesterday, which was a panel which is essentially a podcast usually with other hosts 
uh, although usually there's one host in a panel, but there's like multiple people hosting and you have an audience. There was a physical audience, it was a Bitcoin thing. So where was I? Rebirth thing. Great sound. Uh, it brings you to your prenatal self and helps you heal. Just putting it down a little bit. Okay, it helps you heal. A lot of texts. I'll watch them later. Uh, but I don't know if there are any medical studies like, like you know, peer-reviewed science and case studies and, pl and like placebo groups, you know, double-blind studies. What do they call it? Double-blind. Like, I don't, th I don't think there was a scientific... Well, theoretically, I think he has some evidence with scientists. For pardon my burping. He has some... Uh, funny they call the burp and the burpee something very... Not, not similar. I think he has literal like scientific studies to show that because he was a scientist or he is a scientist. I think he's still alive. Anyway, so there's integral theory and he was, I think, one of the founders of transpersonal psychology or transpersonal theory, which says there is something beyond being just a healthy whole self. That's why health is just one stage, as I said in the previous episode, and we'll add on this note, is that we'll, we'll add on this note is that, how do you know where you're going to end? It's like some people say, this is my last question. Or how do you know? Sometimes it's, you come up with another question. So we'll see when we'll end. Instead of saying, this is where we'll end. Um, kind of thinking about my language as I speak it. I think that's one of the understandings I had in the previous days, is that people sometimes believe what they say because it sounds true. But the only reason it sounds true is because you believe it. There's a cool channel called Sounds True. You should check it out with a lot of spiritual, spiritual and psychological teachers. Uh, or just people presenting their opinions. You don't have to give them all your power, uh, as many people do in the guruism world. Oh my God, Ken Wilber said that. Oh my God, Stanislav Grof said that. Oh my God, I said that. We believe people's words because they resonate, but they resonate, as I used to lean into that kind of ideology, if it resonates, if it rings true, then it's true, or it's good for me. No, it resonates because it, f it, it completes the belief system. It, f it feels good with the belief system, but maybe the belief system isn't serving you in the first place. So the better way is, as Bashar points out, who is, and to many people, also a guru, but I'm just saying it just makes sense, and if you test it out, see if it works for you, he says, notice what you're saying, because what you're saying is kind of your beliefs. And that's why it feels good, because it resonates. That's why it's hard to change your mind, because you're wired that way, literally. Because your beliefs affect your... Like my friend said, like there's a cycle. Beliefs create effect in, you know, chemistry, and in your biology, and in your biochemistry, and in your brain, and create circuitry, as Bashar says a lot. You can't really distinguish between physical and, and, and psychological, because we all know psychology... So, so things you think, things you feel affect your body and vice versa so because it's one, one system it's like software and hardware Like it's very hard, there is software and there is hardware but without both of them your Apple Watch won't work right? so you have to, there are somewhat distinguished, or, or distinct I'm sorry, but perhaps also distinguished, but you have to understand their work in unison uh, like a band so I've heard recently that there's a saying called play the violin. I've heard it on Suits, and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? They were like, you just march in here and play the violin. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And it means, because I used to have a trauma from a violin, and it means something. I've only discovered the phrase three years later, that it means making a sob story or a sad story so that people can relate and help you. So just, just playing a sad song and looking for people's mercy or advice or help, which is what I went to therapy for. 
I felt helpless and it kind of continued throughout. And I keep, keep playing. And that's why one of the therapists that I went to said, there's another approach to therapy. He called it OI, Organizational Integration, which says people usually go to therapists and talk about their problems. Also in SUS, you can see that Lewis goes to his therapist, says, oh my God, I want to be like Harvey. Oh my God, I'm worried about my... So you just keep talking about your negativity. And there's another approach that says, come and talk about your positivity, about things you like or you liked or you want to like. Just come here and be positive for an hour instead of being so negative for an hour and, and bitch around. All around. <laughs> bitch around should be a phrase. And just bitch around. Stop bitching around. Stop being positive around. It's an interesting form of therapy. It's not clinically based. It's not like, I'm, at least I'm not aware of. They have some, I think, researchers showing that it can help. We're listening to Michael Bublé, by the way that can help um, PTSD, but not other situations. And also, I think someone told me that there's a, another approach called attachment disturbances, which is based on studies, but I haven't seen the studies. Like, I haven't, they, like somebody told me that if you do the, okay, my a brother, one of them said that if you do all of the meditations for a year or three years, it cures pretty much all mental, quote unquote, illnesses, but I'm like, First of all, why call it a mental illness? Why call it a disturbance that assumes something negative or something is wrong or that it's not organized? Just because you don't see the organization doesn't mean it's not there. But assuming even that's somewhat true, where are the studies? So I emailed them, like, show me that you have some studies showing you have any effect on any some psychological situation. And I didn't even answer. So I'm like, I'm not going to base my therapy on one person's opinion and one person said that there are researchers. I didn't see them. So I might go and do something because it feels good. Like I might go and do rebirthing because I think it's good. And again, that means that it resonates with my belief system and I believe in it, which is good because that's the placebo effect. If you believe in something, it will happen. It's like Darren Brown's miracle Netflix show. He's like, things happen because you, or any of his shows is based on you believe things, based on NLP and hypnosis. If you believe things and other things he developed, if you believe things, it will happen. Um, so if you believe it can heal you, well, if you don't, you're going to look for researchers. <laughs> and if you believe the research, then it's going to happen. But if, if not, then don't. So I'm not attracted to it. But again, I'm not really counting on, on little things like Wim Hof, or even though there, are, there is some research there to help me heal my personal situation, which is diagnosed in, as OCD and anxiety. Um, and... Uh, sleep disorders like sleep I don't know if it's sleep apnea or insomnia it just says sleep disorders I, I have a shitty time to sleep shitty sleep time anyway oh Hebrew let's change tears downfall no 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 alright let's do it. let's do a chill out one and finish let's do a chill out one and finish What the fuck is this? Okay. It's a song I don't know. But it's like a cool electronic smooth music. I like electronic music. It's like, it's fun to listen, but it doesn't feel like it disturbs you. Like it doesn't overpower, or the sound isn't overriding you. It's like you can listen to it full power like I used to do when I went to music festivals. And you can sleep with it in the background. Like it's so non-disturbing. It's just in the background. Even though it's volume very up. It's not like somebody's screaming or making, wah, 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 wah. it's like, no, no, no. It doesn't draw your attention so powerfully. 
I like that. It allows you to do other things. So when I used to study in the in the high school, I used to also always study with music in the background. Like I had my earphones on. My mom used to get angry, like, "Why are you listening to music? You're supposed to study." I'm like, "That helps me." I think there are studies that show that. I thought I saw it in Doctor House, so it's like a TV show, but I don't know if that's true. But that it kind of wakes up your entire brain. Like when you're listening to music or when you're playing music, I think MRIs show that your entire brain is active. Whereas other times you just see one part, whether that's the amygdala or something else. Thank you guys for tuning in. I know this was all over the place, but I hope you picked up and that's okay. It doesn't have to be. That's how I find my personal podcast, like on my own. They have this tendency to be all over the place and associative, like going from this thing to another thing, whatever. Oh, I remember this. Oh, I remember that. Whereas in conversation, you have this line of thought or train of thought. You have to kind of, kind of more structural, more structure. So it's not really disorganized, it's more associative, which is actually organized. It's just a very particular algorithm. So maybe that's my thing. Maybe I'm associative in a way. Uh, I'm not psychopathic. I don't know what's psychopathic, but it's, it's bad that it sounds negative, like a psychopath. Like it's like, a, oh, I think the guy from non-violent non- non- communication says, psychopath to people who are like, when he's teaching like non-violent communication, he's like, he says, this is what I say to persons speeding up next to me. Instead of saying, I feel disturbed by this phenomenon. So psychopath, I think, technically is a person who is not connected to their emotions or, have, or, can, or has, has the ability to completely remove them or not. Like he could kill or do something negative like that and not worry about it at all. Like no conscience. Not that. I'm like, that's crazy, but that's a specific situation. I'm personally definitely not like that. And if anything, I'm the opposite. I don't know what's the opposite of that, but I'm like really disturbed by my emotions most of the time. I think that's the OCD is kind of the opposite. So I'm like OCD anxiety. I'm always paying it, but it's a particular form of OCD. Not all OCDs are like that, obviously. I'm just OCD about my emotions in a way. It's like an approach, um, but but. I don't think, I think psychopath is a diagnosis. I don't think that all psychopaths are murderers or do negative things. Uh, I might be wrong on that one, but anyway, I think that what Daniel Amen says and a lot of people say in the psychotherapy community is that you should stop being ashamed if you have a, a, a mental state or a mental illness, as they say. Uh, you should stop being ashamed of that. And, and I think the more we are less ashamed, just technically observant and understand what that means, we are more, we'll pro- prolong our life, we'll increase the quality of our lives, we will, you know, improve it, we will heal it, because we'll say, oh, I just have sleep apnea, oh, I have, I don't know if psych- psychopathic disorder is a thing, but, like, I have OCD, I have anxiety, I have A, B, C, and D, like, it shouldn't scare us as much as it does, and I'm talking about the people who have it, and people who don't have it, and may know other people who do, like, Everybody has something, I think. So, and that's okay. We're not perfect. Our parents aren't perfect. We weren't raised perfectly. Nobody was. Even if you weren't hit as a child, and we're going deep right now, like you had some trauma or some little trauma. So probably most people have CPTSD, which is I think now a literal like diagnosis in psychotherapy, like in their book. I forgot the name of the book. So CPTSD is complex post-trauma disorder, which means you had. It's like, I forgot, I explained it to my little brother very well, I forgot how to say it in English though. 
It's like you can have a fracture. You can you can like f like fracture your bone. You can like break your bone like Conor McGregor did, or you can did like what I did, which is run a lot in a wrong way or wrong technique, or just you shouldn't be running that much. And I had it's like it's like it's called in Hebrew shevel amatz. It's like something that happens over time, over a long period of time, and it doesn't break, but it has like mini fractures. And it hurts when you run, but you still can run, but it's th it just really hurts. I haven't tried in a while, but not, not for a long distance anyway, maybe it healed. But I can actually feel it in my bone, like when I touch my shin. So I think it's the same thing, like you can have like prolonged pressure, that's CPTSD, you have many traumas, a lot of them. So it creates the effect of post-trauma. Like it hurts, it doesn't break, but it hurts. And, and everybody has some trauma in a way, whether that's a family member lost or a family member, you know, moved on to a different life or like or a separation and divorce or, or some kind of violence that you've observed or, or experienced or somebody close to you did or death. Like everybody was touched by something and know somebody who touched by something. And you can have a very, very drastic response to some things that other people don't have drastic response just because you're so sensitive to it. So I think it's, if you have anything, you should probably get diagnosed and get yourself treated. And if you don't believe in drugs, then, you know, in, in chemical drugs, then probably try other things like, you know, psychotherapy or integral intervention or whatever. Cheers, guys.